Hello, everyone. Welcome to the One Flesh Podcast. My name is Haas Frauscher. One Flesh Podcast is all about marriage, the essential union between man and woman. Uh, my goal is to help young men find a wife and uh, build a marriage worth having. I'd like to do that by talking to guests, uh, having conversations about marriage, uh, talking with men, seeing what they do that's successful, seeing the ways that they've failed, uh, and relaying that to my group of young men that, that listen and expanding that group and uh, creating more families, creating more uh, bountiful and fruitful marriages. Um, today, I know I say this all the time, probably sound like a broken record, but uh, this one probably really is going to be short. Um, no, what was me? I'm not going to sit here and complain, but I feel awful, like not very good. So I uh, got a headache and I've still got some reading to do. Uh, really want to go to bed, but uh, you need an episode because it's Wednesday. Uh, I've procrastinated. I was going to, I say procrastinate, I was going to record on Tuesday, but um, I actually had the opportunity to uh, get two guests on Monday and Tuesday. So had a guest Monday, had a guest Tuesday. Uh, you're going to enjoy them both. Uh, so for the next two Sundays, uh, you will have guest podcasts. And um, so <laughs> that means that I had to procrastinate until the day of uh, to record a one flush. So uh, here we are. But um, like I said, it's, it's going to be short. Um, don't feel like it but I'm going to do it anyway, which is what discipline is. So um, not to brag on myself, but trying to practice what I preach because do not feel like recording. <laughs> um, we're going to get past that, though, because uh, something what I want to talk about is something incredibly important. Uh, you know, it's always hard when you're sitting in uh, group settings. Um, for me, anyway, it's always difficult for me uh, to not eavesdrop like to not intently listen into the other conversations that are happening around me. Uh, I almost have to very deliberately ignore it. Um, and for me, as curious of a person as I am, and uh, as much as I like to think about the world around me and learn from the world around me, it's very difficult not to do. Uh, <laughs> I understand it's a little rude. Uh, you know, if it's if it's like a real <laughs> intense conversation, um, I'll walk away, but also I don't think you should have, if it's anything you don't want somebody else to hear, and you shouldn't have it in a public place anyway. So if we're sitting in the break room and uh, you decide to pour your heart out to the person um, in the break room with you and somebody else happens to hear it, uh, I don't know what you thought was going to happen, but um, that's kind of a justification for me listening to some of these conversations. But uh, I really try, you know, I try not to be rude about it, but uh, sometimes it's just impossible for me to really not pay attention. And if it's something uh, intriguing or something that I can use, uh, I will focus in and, and start thinking about the situation that they're talking about. And uh, what would, what would I do if I was, if that was me, why, what do I think the problem is here? Um, what do I think the solution is here? And then a lot of times I like to formulate a solution, see if I can formulate a quick solution and see like the solution that they come up with. Uh, well, today it was, it was a marital issue that, uh, that I heard about and it wasn't anything like I'm not sitting here listening to the juicy details of somebody else's affair, uh, you know, from three cubicles over and they have no idea what I'm listening to. Uh, it's like I said, it was a, a lunchroom conversation and the guy who, uh, is fairly close to retirement. Um, he was talking with a, uh, another, you know, one of his coworkers who is a woman. Um, I, you know, I don't really have an issue with that at all. Uh, before we get down this road, it, he was talking to, you know, a woman and I, you know, I don't really like the fact when people complain about their spouses to, 
you know, somebody of the opposite sex. Um, but there's a lot of people that would go so far as that you're never supposed to like even be friends with somebody that is the the opposite sex or, you know, at work. Um, I don't, I don't really agree with that. Um, maybe I'll change my mind on that, but I, I really, really doubt it. Um, you know, some of my better friends, some of the better friends of D Ellen, uh, you know, some of the people that are really, really good friends to D Ellen have originally come from, uh, me having friends of the opposite sex at work. Um, I think there's definitely a proper way to go about it. Uh, I definitely think that if you're going to be their friend, they need to be friends of the family. They need to be friends of D Ellen. Uh, and the ones that I've made, um, they are, and they're probably going to listen to this as well. Uh, so just want to clarify, I don't really have an issue with that. Um, that, that's not the, that's not the part in this conversation that I take issue with. Uh, now I will say the guy did complain a little bit too hard about his wife. That's probably the issue that I have is that he was complaining, um, pretty aggressively about his wife to somebody of the opposite sex. Again, they're both married. It's, it's a sticky situation. Uh, it didn't seem like any sort of like emotional cheating or, uh, you know, it, it didn't seem like that, but I can see where people would take issue with that part of it. You know, oh, you're complaining about your husband to somebody of the opposite sex at work without, uh, without him there or without her there. Uh, I've never really, you know, you can make jokes, you can do things, but I, I've always felt like I've treated Ellen, uh in a very positive light when she's not around, uh, especially to people, uh, you know, especially to my friends that are of the opposite sex. And you can call me on that if you want to, but I'm fairly confident uh, that I've always treated her positively. And, and I've asked somebody who would tell me, you know, if I if I had said anything uh, derogatory about Ellen or not even derogatory, just complaint, you know. Like, oh, the, the old lady's doing this. Um, I don't like that. I've had people do that to me um, that were of the opposite sex. You know, they'll come to me. Um, I'm at work, and they're of the opposite sex, and they'll come and just complain about their significant other um, for hours on end, and it really makes me uncomfortable. Um, it makes me feel like there's something that shouldn't be happening there, um, and so I really, really try not to do that. Um, like I said, not to think that they... It's not that I think that they were trying to create that situation. It just feels like that, you know. Uh, it, it it just feels like that, and I, I don't like it at all. So, um, it was a it was on the edge of that. Um, it was on the edge of that. But uh, what the guy was complaining about is is it was pertaining to, um, you know, health and fitness and eating habits. Uh, it was pertaining to you know a little bit of weight gain uh, and not being an incredibly healthy person. Um, and the real part of it, so basically what he was saying is that his wife has never, um, never really taken an interest in, uh, losing any weight or, uh, you know, getting active, uh, any sort of fitness and that he, um, that he always had and that he wishes that she had and that, um, he really, like it really bugged him that she didn't go on walks. She didn't do anything like that. And like they were getting their retirement age, um, very, very close to retirement age. And he was just expressing this like overwhelming frustration with the fact that, um, she didn't want any part of it, even though he was doing it. Uh, it's, I, and that's not really the part that I have just a huge problem with. Um, you know, some people aren't going to be into the same, same things that you are. It's not a priority for some people, but 
what really got me was the fact that he felt like he couldn't say anything about it. Um, where he was like, yeah, if I say anything at all, she immediately blows up at me, like immediately blows up at me. And I was, I was just kind of taken aback. I mean, we all know this, you know, the, the old married dude that says, you know, I'll have to sleep on the couch if I say this or, uh, and sometimes they're making a joke, but this dude seemed like really serious in the fact that anytime he might bring this up, uh, that his wife was like incredibly upset about it. Um, you know, you hear the jokes and you hear the old guys that say some of this stuff, but, um, really that struck me. And, and when I heard him kind of talking about it, um, it just kind of spoke to me as a, a failure to establish that sort of number one, a failure to establish that sort of standard in, in the household. So, um, first of all, I had doubts, uh, about his real commitment to health and fitness. So like, what was his real commitment to actually getting active? Um, not to say anything bad about the individual, but it wasn't like he was just shredded. You know what I mean? Seemed decently fit. Uh, seemed like he had, you know, a couple extra pounds or whatever, but it wasn't like he was just yoked, you know? Um, I've, I've seen people his age that were much fitter that did, you know, that um, could do what I assume much more. And it didn't seem like the... It wasn't like he was upholding a flawless standard, I don't think. Uh, now, again, don't know this dude's life. Uh, don't know that I've even met the dude. Don't know that I've ever shaken his hand um, or shook his hand. But uh, that was my first indication is that like, well, maybe, maybe this standard that you think that you've set, maybe you haven't set it. And maybe that's why she's not receptive is because you think you've set this standard but you really haven't. Um, like I said, is this judgmental? Yeah. But when all you have is the cover of a book, if you're trying to judge the book, that's what you got to go off of, um, is the cover. If that's all you've got, uh, had a little bit of content from the, from the discussion, but, uh, basically he, um, basically he was, that that's what he had said. And so my first indication was, well, maybe, maybe the standard that you've got, uh, maybe you're not personally upholding that to the level that you think that you are. Maybe you think that you're holding the standard. Maybe you think that, you know, one or two walks every week is, is the standard that, uh, you want to meet. Um, maybe that, maybe you think that's a good enough standard. Well, here's, I'm going to try to work into this and guys, I'm sorry. My words aren't, aren't coming to me. Um, I, I told you I had a headache and I, and I apologize. Um, Okay. Maybe you're not standing the standard that the standard that you maybe you aren't upholding the standard that you think you're setting. So I'm gonna write here what standard are you really setting? Okay. What standard are you really setting? Question mark. The other one was um what kind of relationship have you built up to be able to uh, criticize your wife in that aspect. So, um, you know, Dylan and I, I don't know whether it, it could just be our two personalities. It could be that I have just absolutely 100% lucked into the only woman on the face of the planet that, or let me put it this way. Uh, I know a lot of people. Okay. I know a lot of people. Um, I'm not going to say I have just a whole lot of friends, but uh, I have 
quite a few good friends um and i have even more acquaintances and i'm on good terms you know now that i'm not such a raging ass i'm on good terms with quite a lot of people it's to the point to where if we want to find something to do it it's not hard to uh to to find somebody that's available and open and wants to hang out um good friends with a few uh i've got quite a lot of acquaintances and if you know me you know me that i get you know that i get into these conversations uh, fairly often and fairly easy so um i know let me put it this way either i'm married to like the only woman in this giant group of people that i know uh that is just naturally okay with me pushing on her or uh giving constructive criticism or setting standards and holding her to them or i'm doing work she's doing work we've built the relationship to be able to have that with each other okay those are my two options i'm going to tend to find the option that uh how do i put it this way i'm going to tend to find the option that requires on work or that that, that relies on work and not luck um i think that's a good that's a good example you know you have occam's razor or whatever it is the simplest explanation typically is the explanation um I think there's a different type of razor or whatever you might call it uh, that says that if you have to choose between work or luck, always choose work. Um, So either, like I said, I'm just the most lucky person on the face of the planet to end up with the only woman in my fairly large circle that is wildly open to, you know, taking constructive criticism. and, And that's not exactly fair. She takes it the best that I know, but a lot of guys that I know struggle with giving this sort of constructive criticism. A lot of guys that I know say that it's a problem that they can't give their woman this type of, of criticism or um, criticism may be a bad word. This, this type of, I don't even know teaching or um, leadership influence, having this type of influence with the woman that they're with. A lot of guys I know struggle at the very least much harder than I do with it. Uh, I have my struggles uh, and this is not to say I'm perfect. This is not to say my only job is to keep dealing in line. Um, but it's, it is a problem. Okay. Uh, it is a problem. I think guys are much more influential and and not influential. They're much easier to be influenced by the woman in a relationship. I've seen that very, very often from what I've seen. Uh, guys are probably in this day and age, people that are my age, uh, probably the first to make major life changes, uh, for a relationship. And you can argue with me on that. Um, do women get married? Yes. Do they change the last name? Yes. Uh, but in this day and age, uh, guys to me seem like they're going to make the, the largest amount of changes in their life uh, quicker. Uh, they're gonna they're going to compromise a lot quicker than than what the women are. Again, maybe wildly out of touch, but just my observation. Uh, it's it's not like that with us. It's really not. Um, it's really not. Dylan is very open to influence. I try to be very open to influence. I'm a little bit more stubborn than she is sometimes. Um, but when I'm sitting here listening to this guy, you know, talk about how, um, I mean, their retirement age and it still seems like it, he just absolutely cannot, uh, suggest that his wife needs to go on a couple of walks every week. Like he just can't suggest that. Like it, it ruins the marriage for a month for him to suggest that. And that is just a wild concept to me. Uh, and, and where I'm going with that is that it just doesn't seem to me, that sounds like he hasn't put the work in to be able to do that. That's that's really what I'm trying to say. I'm saying a few far too words and digging myself into into too many holes, uh, too deep a holes. But 
the point I'm trying to get that is it really sounds like you just you don't have it like that. This is something that Brett Brett and I say with each other. Uh and, and Brett really says it more than what I do, but I've kind of adopted it. Uh I'll say something to Brett that's a little bit um not something you would typically say to a friend. Uh if 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 I think he's, you know, full of shit or lying to himself or um, you know, deluding himself into one direction or another, you know, if he thinks he's eating 2,500 calories a day and, and I ask him what he ate today and it sounds like 4,000 calories, I'm going to say, buddy, you're lying to yourself. And, and I'll, and I'll back up and I'll be like, Brett, you know, I don't want to upset you, but it sounds like you're lying to yourself. And, uh, he's like, no, it doesn't upset me. You and I have it like that. Like you and I have it like that. I know that we've built up a good, a good enough relationship that I know that when you say something like that, you mean it honestly, and that you're trying to tell me the truth. Same way with Brett. Same way with Brett. When he tells me something, um, we got it like that. You know, we're on our hike. And when he says, hey, man, you're being a bit of a bitch. I go, okay, we got it like that. You know, I don't fly off the handle. Uh, this conversation with this guy and his wife sounded like they don't got it like that. <laughs> it sounded like, it's like, man, you don't, you don't got it like that. Um, do some more work. Uh, instead of throwing your hands up, um, instead of throwing your hands up and, and not doing anything about it and just complaining to your coworkers, uh, about the fact that you can't say anything to this woman about her habits, uh, try to find a way and do some more work to, to better that relationship because it does exist. And I guess that's my whole point with kind of outlining my relationship is it does exist and guys are often baffled by it. I mean, very often baffled by it and, and very often, it, you know, it's hard for me to seek advice. I've talked about this a couple of times, but it's hard for me to seek advice. Um, I have to really caution myself about the advice that I take because guys, this, this concept is rather foreign to them and I don't know why. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am just incredibly wrong. Maybe this will end up with, you know, DL and hating my guts in 30 years because I just keep suggesting that she do say, you know, do things differently or I just keep suggesting that she improve in some aspect or another. By the way, she does the same for me. Um, not It doesn't come quite as naturally to her, uh, but she does the same for me. She suggests that I do something differently or that I do other things, you know, that I do something in a different manner. And I'll have you note that uh, this is not a foreign concept from women to men. It's really, really not. Um, it, it, it's not. It would almost it almost makes people gasp when they hear, you know, about a man, uh, trying to tell his wife that, uh, she should, uh, change her medical care in a, in a certain way, um, that she should, or again, lose a few pounds. I mean, everybody, everybody has their mouths wide open. If somebody ever suggests that their wife lose a couple pounds, you shouldn't do it rudely. Shouldn't be an ass about it. You should make sure that you have it like that with your wife um, before you do that, but, um, you, people are shocked, utterly shocked that anybody might ever suggest that. Um, and you know, they are, you can think that I'm wrong all day long, but nobody in their right mind would ever, you know, their jaw would never hit the floor. If the woman turned to her husband and said, Hey, I'm really concerned about your health. Can we, can we look at, at doing some weight loss? You know, there's asymmetry there. And if you don't know that there's asymmetry there, you're lying to yourself. Uh, and my whole point is that um, there shouldn't be asymmetry there. Personality types are different. Um, personality types are very different. But 
uh, asymmetry there, I think is, is incorrect. Um, wide asymmetry. Okay. Wide asymmetry. Like, like one that this, this man seemed to be suggesting, you know, not everybody's going to take it as well. You know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't take criticism as well as DLN and I take criticism somewhat. Well, you may tell me I'm wrong. I'm sure I take it probably about half as well as I think I do. Um, but I take criticism relatively well, especially if you present it in, in a way to me that says, Hey, I think you can be better by doing this. Uh, because I'm arrogant enough that if you tell me that I can be better by doing it, then I'm going to listen to you because I want to be the best. Uh, notice there's no category to that. I didn't say I want to be the best at this. I want to be the best. So, um, if you tell me that I can be better by doing something, uh, my next question is what is that that I can be the best at? Um, I still don't take it nearly as well as what DLN does. Uh, and I think that's a personality matter, but you know, if you don't build that relationship, they're not going to take it well at all. It's never going to be received. And when you keep trying to bring it up, what's going to happen is you don't have it like that. So the resentment builds, uh, you don't have it like that. So you can't bring it up on a random Wednesday. And so for two weeks, three months, the resentment seems to build. This actually quite literally happened to me. Um, and I'll talk about that here in a second. I know I said it was going to be a short episode, but I'm on a roll now and my headache's gone away a little bit. So, uh, buckle up I'm going on for about an hour. Um, we're going shopping. Isn't that the line? Uh, get in, we're going shopping. Um, so, uh, if you don't have it like that, what's going to happen is because you don't have it like that, because you haven't done the work to build a relationship, you're going to sit on that. And this is a concept that we've talked about. Uh, uh, don't feed the dragon. Um, you're going to sit on that and the resentment is going to build and build and build and build and build. Uh, and then finally, when you do decide to say something like that, when you don't have it like that, what's going to happen uh, is your tone is going to come off resentful. Okay. <laughs> I know this from experience. Let's talk about my experience with this. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say too many details cause I don't know who listens to this. Um, and I don't want to put dealing in a bad spot, but there was something that especially with the pregnancy that I wanted to see happen. Um, I saw it coming from a mile away. Nobody will argue with me on that. Uh, DLN won't argue with me on that. Uh, I saw the situation coming from a mile away, months and months and months ago. Uh, I suggested that something be done about it. Um, something wasn't really done about it, and I'm not trying to be derogatory to my wife. We've discussed it. We're good. Uh, I have full authority to discuss these things on a microphone. We're good. Uh, but nothing was really done about it until the situation arrived. Uh, I said, Hey, might we want to do something about this situation? Um, and you know, my wife, she has certain things with change. I didn't present the information well because I was sitting on it. Um, like I was telling you about. So between me not presenting the information well, and between her resistance to changing the thing that I want to change, uh, never got anywhere, never got anywhere. And I got advice from uh, one of my friends who said, hold off, don't do anything. Um, let her feel some of the pain of her decisions and then uh, it'll work itself out. He was correct to an extent. Um, I laid off. Uh, she started to feel some of the pain. She is currently feeling some of the pain on it. Uh, it is opening her eyes to it a little bit, um, but it kept going on. <laughs> and so... I had to say something about it. Um, there was somewhere, it was somewhere between the middle of what I was wanting to do and what he was telling me to do. 
Uh, and finally, um, after what the point of this is that I didn't have it like that with the Ellen, or at least I thought I didn't. Uh, and I hadn't built up that relationship quite to the point that I thought I had. Uh, and so I held back. Um, I resented, became resentful. And then on Sunday, uh, she said something that just set me off. Uh, and I don't mean set me off as in yelling, screaming, hitting things, because that's not what adults do. That's what children do. Uh, it just set me off. And I was really irritated and really frustrated. And she could tell. Uh, and so we talked about it. And I dumped like six months worth six months worth of frustration directly on her <laughs> and said, this is how I feel about it. And and when I say I didn't have it like that, um, I felt like I didn't have it like that. And maybe for the matter at hand, I didn't have it like that. But a lot of this groundwork that I had laid, instead of it becoming a giant fight of me dumping six months of, of frustration onto her, because I do have it like that with her to a certain extent, uh, it was received incredibly well. Um, it was taken and she said, wow, you really are frustrated by this. Let me do something about it, please. Because I have it like that. <laughs> okay. Um, I've said this so many times, but, uh, the work that I've done over the past seven years. And again, this is, this is not one-sided. I'm not trying to say that I am, um, you know, the, I'm not saying that I'm the DL and whisperer. And I can make her do whatever I want or um, that I'm, you know, not saying that I'm controlling her, that I've put, you know, planted the seeds to be able to control her. That's not what I'm saying. D. Ellen has it like that for me. There are things that D. Ellen can say to me that a lot of other people can't and influence me in certain ways that a lot of other people can't. Okay. She's laid that groundwork too. She's done the work to earn my trust, uh, to earn my respect in certain areas. And well, not in certain areas. She has my overall respect as my wife. but. Um, we operate in different areas. So in like household items and organizational and, and stuff like that, she's done the work. She's laid the groundwork to earn that respect. In a lot of ways, dealing with the kid that we're going to have, she's earned a lot of my respect um, because she does it on the daily. She does it with kids that aren't the best, um, you know, and they have good reason not to be. They've been mistreated. Uh, and she does really well with those kids. So when we have a kid, in a lot of ways, she's going to have it like that. Um, when I go to do something with the kid and she says, no, 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 you can't do that. Or um, I fully intend on letting her run discipline her way and see how it goes. Um, you know, <laughs> this is kind of wild that I'm saying this, but she's able to discipline children on the daily without spanking them. Um, and she gets a lot of results. So I was spanked growing up um, and I'm not afraid to spank a kid. Okay, I'm not, uh, but I fully intend on seeing how she how she runs that. I fully intend on kind of giving her the keys to that and seeing how she does, uh, because I've been very impressed over the past couple of years that she's been able to rein these kids in without beating them, you know, <laughs> which uh, was kind of not heard of in my day and age <laughs> it, with with my friends. Um, we got beat and rightfully so a lot of times and, and beat is a southern type of thing. They didn't actually beat us, but you know, they hand them off to the grandparents and they say, beat them as you please, you know, spank them like you wish. Okay. Uh, I fully plan on handing her the keys to a lot of that and, and stepping back a little bit because she's got it like that. Or if I do something and she says, Hey, look, you're doing it this way. This is how I've always done it. She's got it like that. So this is not one-sided. Um, but again, 
listening to this conversation in the lunchroom, I just can't even imagine being that old. Um, and that's, that sounds really bad. I'm not ageist. I can't believe that I just said that, but, uh, I, I can't even imagine having that long of a relationship to where you're, you've been with somebody for 40 years or something like that and not having it like that. That, that, that was really hard for me to imagine when I was listening to this relationship. Uh, I hope that when Dion and I are retirement age, uh, and I look at her and, you know, I say, mama, you got to go on a couple more walks, you know, like those, uh, those Walmart jeans aren't really fitting like they should. Um, I would hope that she would take that and consider it very seriously, uh, very, very seriously. And I hope that when she tells me, Hey, they didn't laugh at that joke. Like you thought they did. I take it very, very seriously. Um, I hope to have it like that with my wife. Uh, and right now we really do. I mean, you can doubt me all you want. Again, I know I hear the cringe on the other side of the microphone. I hear your thoughts. I hear you saying, yeah, he doesn't think, you know, he may think he has it like that, but, uh, I bet she, you know, sits in silent frustration or, um, you know, this is all going to blow up in his face one day when they actually have a kid. Well, you told me that when we got married, uh, you told me that when we bought a house, uh, you know, <laughs> you told me that, uh, year after year after year, and I'm using you as in, you know, well, whatever person is thinking this, because we've confronted this multiple times, uh, especially myself. Um, you, you've told me that. And it's not come to fruition. Uh, it's not come to fruition. Dylan and I have it like that. So what am I trying to say here? Uh, guys, I don't know who your wife is. I don't know who your girlfriend is. Uh, girls, I know I have girls that listen to this podcast. I don't know who your husband is. Okay. And even, and even yeah, I'll address the guys first. Guys, um, I don't know who your wife is. Uh, she may be quite a bit more difficult to deal with than D. Ellen. As a matter of fact, I can almost guarantee that she is. I know that I'm lucky in a lot of ways in the fact that my wife is uh, fairly, fairly um, impressionable is the wrong word, but uh, she's open to be led. Let me put it that way. She's open to criticism. Um, she's self-aware enough to know that she needs help, just as we all are. So here's my message to guys, uh, put the work in, I don't know your wife. I know she's probably more difficult than mine. I know your experience may vary. Okay. I know that you may think it's tough and it probably is. Okay. Uh, it's probably a lot tougher than what I've got it. That doesn't mean that I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't mean that I'm wrong. All right. Just because it's degrees tougher that doesn't mean that I'm wrong. The concept can still be correct. You're just going to have to work harder than I did. Okay. Doesn't mean that I'm wrong. So how do you do this? You do this by number one, setting up uh, your own standard and living the standard that you want to have. Again, where did I start with this? Uh, what standard are you really setting? When I look at this guy, didn't look like the pinnacle of fitness. I'll just say that right now. Did not look like the pinnacle of fitness. Um, look like your average retiree office worker who uh, takes advantage of the Wednesday donuts. Okay. Um, hope he never hears this. <laughs> um, but didn't look just like the pinnacle of fitness. Okay. It didn't look like his standard was the worth really all that much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Uh, and I say that as a guy who doesn't look like my standard is worth really all that much. Okay. Uh, I hope to be, eventually. Um, and maybe his standard is really good. Maybe he's got other priorities. Maybe he's, you know, going on hour and a half long walks every day of the week. I tend to doubt it. Um, but I know that when my standard wasn't great, I definitely didn't have it like that with DLN. When I was 330 pounds, I couldn't look at her and say, hey, you need to go on a couple more walks. Couldn't do that. Okay. So even from my own experience, what standard are you setting? Make sure that that standard uh, is worth following. Make sure that you're doing the things that you say you're going to do. Uh, make sure that you do them for a while before you even suggest to your wife that she follow your standard. Okay. Um, make sure that you are really presenting this criticism out of love and not spite. All right. Make sure that this standard is worth following. Uh, make sure that the the criticism that you're presenting or the change that you want to make or the influence that you want to have with your wife is presented out of love and not spite. Okay. Um, make sure it's presented out of love and not opinion or a genuine concern for them, less concern for yourself. Make sure it's not a selfish desire. Okay. Uh, let's just use the weight and the fitness. For example, um, you don't tell your wife that she needs to lose a couple pounds because you want a hotter wife. You tell your wife that she needs to lose a couple pounds because it would make her really, really sad in 20 years when she weighs 300 pounds. That's why you present it to your wife. Okay. Make sure that your intent is genuine and noble. Okay. Don't go to your wife and say, Hey, um, this is a good one. Uh, just because you want some more toys and some more guns, don't push your wife to have a better career. Uh, talk about one that hits personally. Okay. Now my wife had a lot of ambition. My wife wanted to do things. Uh, but when I was pushing her, it wasn't for her own good. Uh, when I was pushing her to do school or to do this or anything like that. And when I was pushing her to do more, do more, it wasn't because I thought it would benefit her. It was because I wanted more toys and guns. Okay. It's because I wanted more money. I wanted more things. Okay. And the moment that I put that down and said, you know, honestly, the moment that I put that down and I said, Hey, once she can operate within her strengths, uh, she's a lot more useful for me to go and make the money that I want. And that sounds, uh, it sounds like I'm exploiting her or taking advantage of her. It's really not. It's leadership one-on-one. Once you let somebody operate within her strengths or their strengths, uh, they become a lot more valuable to the team. You don't put a salesman in a cubicle. That's not what you do. Okay. You don't put an engineer on the sales floor. That's not what you do. Okay. You don't put a mother through nuclear medicine school. That's not what you do. A lot of them go through nuclear medicine school, but you don't put somebody who is tailor made to be a mom in any capacity. And that's all she wants to do. You don't push and push and push for her to go through nuclear medicine school. It was her choice. She wanted to, she decided to do it. Um, but when I was pushing her, that's not why I should have been pushing her. Okay. It's not why I should have been pushing her. Um, when it finally came to my realization, I said, Hey, uh, would you like to just be a mom? And I saw the relief on her face. Uh, that was when I knew that I had messed up. <laughs> so, um, make sure that your intent is pure when you're pushing on your wife, make sure that it's for the benefit of the family. Make sure it's for the benefit of her. Make sure that you're pushing on her to operate within her strengths, um, not her weaknesses for selfish gain. Uh, that's, that's what we're going to do. 
And then lastly, um, have that, you know, I, I, I ragged on patience a little bit in the last episode. I'm willing to admit that I may be wrong. Um, I think my three were really good. I, I think I said loving, disciplined, and uh, and virtuous. I think virtuous was a little bit of a cop out. Uh, but like I said, it's my podcast, so screw you, I guess. Um, but I think patience is really good. If if not, patience is a runner up for fourth. Uh, I think you know the Google definition of patience doesn't do uh, the intent justice. Much like humility, number one. Um, I don't think that. Uh, humility means the same thing on paper as it does in real life, but, uh, patience, where, where was I even going with this? Oh, be patient when you, when you establish this directive, that's something that I struggle with pretty hard is I can establish the directive and I have it like that with DL uh, but I'm not very patient. And a lot of times it'll, it'll cause me to lose it. So I have it like that, but because I'm not patient, it'll cause me to lose it because I push too hard. Um, so be patient when you give this directive over, it's not going to take hold immediately. Um, it's not going to work itself out immediately. Um, be patient. And, and part of that comes with giving small goals. Okay. Uh, giving small goals, you know, don't, um, immediately tell your wife that she has to guard, you know, start going to CrossFit three times a week, like just out of the blue. Hey, I think you're a little fat. Let's go to CrossFit. And that's, I mean, that's really not what I did. Um, at all, you know, Dylan ended up going to CrossFit and I think she really did enjoy it, but it was after a year of laying the groundwork of, Hey, uh, let's download this diet tracking app and see if you can track your food. Uh, it, which is exactly how it happened to me, by the way. Um, when I started doing this stuff, my coach said, Hey, I don't really care what you're eating at all. Um, I don't really care what you're doing in the gym at all. Uh, but let's at least start recording it. So download this app, uh, whatever you're eating, I just want to see what you're eating. You don't have to change your diet any at all. Uh, let's just start recording it. Small goals and be patient because you have this standard set. Okay. Think about how long it took you to set that standard for yourself and double that for somebody whose this standard wasn't their idea. Okay. Um, let's let's talk about um, maybe a standard that wasn't Dylan's idea. Maybe some of the fitness stuff. Uh, well, definitely, you know, it wasn't. Dylan's always lived a, a semi-healthy lifestyle. Is, is not in you know, not being a glutton at the very least, like I was when I got fat, uh, and being a little bit more active than I am. She wants to go hiking a little bit more often than I do. She does want to go on walks a little bit more often than I did at the very least. Um, so, uh, but the standard of being, um, extremely active, it really didn't even come from me, but as far as in the relationship, it came from me. So it, you know, I was influenced by somebody else, but as far as in the relationship, the standard of being overly active and, and extremely physical, it wasn't of her making. And so when it's not even their idea, expect it to take twice as long to implement. Um, it took me two years to lose 80 pounds. It took me two years to really develop what I call a good standard that I still fail at <laughs> very often. Um, I think that I have a very good standard on, on the fitness and the eating healthy and stuff like that. I think that I've established a very good, a very good standard. Uh, and I would go toe to toe with just about anybody else's standard. Uh, I still fa fail at it very often. But it took me two years and it was, you know, yes, I got it from somebody else, but it was my idea. I need to expect it to take at least twice as long for my wife, who it may not be her idea. She doesn't really want to do this. She's trying to accept leadership from the top down. Think about it at work. Okay. If your leader or your manager comes to you with this bright idea, they may adopt it in two weeks. Are you going to adopt it in two weeks? Absolutely not. No, it's going to take you a month to even wrap your head around the, on, around what their standard really is. 
okay? And that's with a good leader. It's going to take twice as long. They've sat and they've developed this standard over, you know, um, a couple weeks, okay? Maybe it, it just came to them on their way in the elevator, okay? Uh, it's going to take you at least twice as long to fully wrap your head around what they're trying to do than it did, than it took them to come up with it. So be patient and, and apply small directives uh, when you're trying to have this level of influence over your wife, uh, but really anybody around you. So I'm going to do this and I'm going to make this, uh, I promise I'll make this an Instagram carousel because I haven't done it in a while. But number one is what standard? So what standard are you setting? Uh, are you setting a good standard? If not, you need to. Number two, um, I think is, um, from love, not self. So, um, not self-interest. So this, this, this directive that you're trying to give your wife, it needs to come from love and not self-interest. We talked about that, uh, how I've given directives before because I wanted more guns. Okay. Uh, not because, you know, I loved her and it was in her best interest. Okay. So make sure that this directive comes from love and not self-interest. And then the last one, uh, number three, be patient. Uh, actually I'm, I'm going to cross that out. Um, I'm going to say number three, small steps. Okay. Uh, you know, for me, let's say that I tracked my food and I upped my activity at the same time. Okay. Uh, maybe I can only expect the Ellen to track her food for a little bit first. Uh, I can't expect her to jump both feet in. All right. Uh, so we're going to go with small steps. Number four is going to be have, have patience. Okay. Um, step four is going to be have patience. Uh, I want to put, you know, some kind of loop in here of, uh, number five, if unsuccessful, if unsuccessful, go back to step one. Uh, if, if this is not successful, you need to go back to step one. I guarantee you, if it's not successful, uh, you probably need to hold your standard better. You need to make sure you're doing it from love and not self-interest. And you need to make sure that you're doing it in small steps. In my experience, this will get you where you want to go. This will get you where you want to go. Um, there have been directives that have failed in my house. There have been directives that have been wildly successful. We have made incremental progress in areas. We've made big leaps in areas. Uh, sometimes it's funny to think about some of the problems that we used to face in the past and how those would not even be remotely an issue now. And it's because of this work that, that Ellen and I both have done. Um, that Ellen and I both have done. And actually, um, so I'm going to say what standard from love, not self-interest, small steps, have patience. Um, Let's see, um, maybe step six. Well, if unsuccessful, go back. So I'm going to cross out step five. I'm going to make that step six. So, uh, four, have patience after having patience. Um, 
well, somewhere in there. So what standard? Yeah, th this is kind of how you apply it, but, um, you know, okay, so what standard? Uh, I'm going to wrap into what standard, like what standard are you setting for yourself? Uh, make sure that you're also open to influence. So what standard? And I'm going to put slash open to influence. So let me put it this way. Um, if your standard is that she needs to be open to your influence. Okay, so I've, I've framed this in, in I've framed this step in, uh, in the, in terms of an objective. Okay. And in terms of in a, a goal. So you want your wife to lose 10 pounds. Uh, that's what this standard has been set. This also applies to being able to influence her any at all. Okay. Uh, let's say the goal is to get your wife more open to influence. This set of steps also works. Okay. What standard do you have to being open to influence? Okay. Do you use her ideas occasionally? If she comes to you with something, do you actually try to make it work? Okay, I try to. When she comes to me with an idea for the house, uh, to decorate the house, um, I tell her, look, I like this, I like this. Uh, you know, I don't think floating shelves would look really good there, but if you like them, here are my, you know, here's my input on how they should be, okay? And I'm just using floating shelves. I actually really like the floating shelves that we have. But um, when she comes to me with an idea for floating shelves, I say, you know, I'm not really the biggest fan, but uh, I'm absolutely, you know, open to influence. Uh, you know, coming up with the idea is half the battle, and I don't really feel like doing that. So I'll take your idea. Uh, my requirement is that they need to be dark brown. Uh, they need to be wood. And, you know, that's that's really all I have uh, is I'd like them to look like this. And she says, wonderful. Uh, there, there we go. I'm open to influence. So what standard have you set? Uh, if you want her to be more open to influence, you need to make sure that that's coming from a loving place. Okay, you need to make sure that's coming from the fact of, hey, look, uh, I genuinely want to grow with you. I want you to grow and you can't grow unless you're open to some level of influence. Okay, growth always comes from external factors. Okay, and a lot of people are going to have an issue with that uh, internal growth from, you know, comes from internal drive. But if you don't know what better looks like, you can't have the desire to be better in my mind. I'm speaking very brashly or, you know, very quickly. You could maybe refute me on that. Uh, but I have a very, very, and even in a religious term, you know, we can't really spiritually grow without the influence of the Holy Spirit or, or however you would say it. Um, God is external from us. That's the only thing that allows us to grow spiritually anyway. So even from a, relig a religious point, I think I'm covered on that. Uh, but growth really comes from the outside. So when you go to your wife and you say, hey, I want you to be more open to influence, uh, you still have to do it from love and not self-interest. It's not, hey, uh, I just want you to be the way that I want you to be. It's, hey, I really want you to be open to this growth. I really want our marriage to flourish. And I feel like you keep, you know, shutting me off or whatever. Uh, so it needs to be from love and not self-interest. Uh, small steps, okay? Don't expect your wife to uh, completely change the way that she tells jokes at parties just because you want her to. Maybe it's first we don't, um, you know, we wait to start telling jokes until everybody else is laughing or something. I don't know. Uh, come up with something on your own. Uh, you know, maybe for, with her parents. Okay. Maybe here's a good one. Maybe you're not going to completely change the way that she interacts with her parents. Maybe you're not going to, uh, be able to keep her from, you know, interacting with spending, you know, eight hours at her parents' house instead of three, maybe eight hours is too much for everybody. Maybe it's, it's, it's a drag. Uh, you're not immediately going to be able to get her to, to cut that length of time down, but you may say, Hey, look, I'd really like to leave at seven this year from Christmas. Okay. And eventually you'll get back down to where you're leaving at three and everybody's happy. Um, so small steps, uh, have patience. Okay. 
She's not going to immediately think your ideas are the best the first time around. It's not how it's going to happen. Speak from experience. Uh, take small steps. And then, um, you know, number five, uh, if it, uh, if it's unsuccessful, go back and try again, make sure that your standard, make sure that your standard, uh, is well set. So that's the guys, uh, women, a lot of this is going to be the same. A lot of this is going to be the same. I really don't have, uh, don't, don't have anything different to say other than the fact that, um, I, I think again, this may get me in trouble. What? I don't care. Uh, make sure that you're, you know, a guy's level of, of influence, uh, make sure that you're being overly, overly accepting to this influence. Um, you know, once again, it's kind of, at least in my, my generation growing up, it's kind of, we've been told for years and years and years that we need to compromise. So, uh, that, you know, when it's game night, but wife wants to go on date night, date night comes first. Uh, we've been told for years that we need to compromise. Been told that by a lot of women. Okay. And been told that by a lot of men who I think, um, never really had it like that with their wives. Compromise is not bad. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, what I'm saying is I think that in this day and age, uh, men are overly prepared to be open to influence and to compromise. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I think they are. I think they're a lot more prepared than women. Uh, I think guys are a lot more prepared to choose a different job or to um, have kids if their wife wants to have kids versus, uh, I mean, God, if, if a guy wants to have kids but the woman doesn't, uh, that's just a 100% non-starter. I mean, you're seen uh, as a jerk if you even try to influence her in another direction. Um, and I think that's true. I, I fully believe that these things are true. Um, so my only caveat to women is make sure that you are 100% genuinely open to influence. If you want to be able to influence your guy like this, make sure that you're open to influence and even looking for every opportunity uh, to be influenced. And again, honestly, same for the guys, but my only point is I think guys are doing it more. And I think, I, honestly, I think I've seen this in a couple relationships where it's like, hey, look, uh, woman, woman in the relationship, I'm not saying woman in like a derogatory term, like woman, um, but hey, look, woman in this relationship, um, if you would just say, I would like to do this, uh, it would make this guy really happy. Or if you would, you know, have that intuition to say, hey, I think he wants me to do this. He just hasn't explicitly said it. Why don't I go ahead and take the initiative? Uh, and be overly happy about it, uh, and then give him the credit for the idea. That's the kind of that's that's how you're really going to uh, get him to be influenced by you. And, and I fully believe this. Uh, again, it goes it goes both ways. I'm not saying this won't work for guys. All I'm saying is that uh, women, a lot of times, even though here here's the problem, is that women have set up. Women still want to be led. Okay, this I again sue me. I don't care. Uh, I've seen it over and over again. Women still want to be led. They want a strong, this is why they don't go after timid men. If you think I'm wrong, uh, women, okay, real quick quiz. Would you rather have the timid guy that sits, you know, in the back of the bar and is, you know, intimidated by everything? Or would you rather have the guy that, you know, has strong character and that'll go up and ask you questions or uh, that'll decide what you're having for dinner that night? Okay. Uh, you want a leader. You do. This is fairly well proven. Again, not wrong. I know I'm not. Um, women still want to be led to a certain level. Okay. But then guys have been chopped off on the knees in, in 
ways that they can influence. They're told that they can't influence in this way, in this way, in this way, in this way, in this way. Uh, and a lot of times, guys do it wrong. I'm not absolving guys of responsibility to be good leaders. Please understand, that's not what I'm doing. If you want her wife to quit her job, uh, what you don't say is you don't come home and say, quit your job. That's not good leadership. That's not what I'm saying, okay? Please understand that there is nuance within this. I'm not saying that guys should be tyrants. I'm saying that they should be leaders. There is a difference. Women want to be led, but I think guys are being increasingly told by women that leadership is frowned upon. They want their cake and they want to eat it too. Um, I don't know if that's the right metaphor, Uh, but they want to be led. They want to date leaders. And then, um, you know, guys are constantly being told that they can't be that, that they can't do that. That if they try to influence uh, a woman to be a stay-at-home mom or, again, have kids, uh, that that is very wrong. That you're you're violating their um, autonomy in some sort of way. Uh, and so all I'm saying is that if you're a woman listening to this, please be hypersensitive of that. That's all I'm saying. Again, if you're a guy and you think that you have that issue, make sure that you're hypersensitive to it. Uh, if you have a woman who would real will... Uh, take something to her grave before she tries to influence you with it. Uh, make sure that you're trying to be intuitive. You know, um, make sure that if you think that she wants you to do that, but she's never told you, hey, I want you to do this different, take the initiative, do it differently. Um, my only caveat is that I think women these days are going to have to do that a little bit more than the guys will. Um, I, I think guys are a little bit more open uh, to being influenced in a lot of ways. Um, Maybe wrong. Call me wrong. Go try it and tell me otherwise, but uh, that's my intuition. Guys, I've talked for an hour. I didn't think I was going to talk for an hour. I thought this was going to be a 15-minute episode. Um, so uh, th- I think this is a good episode. Um, yeah, I-, I think I've got some some good stuff here. I know it's worked for me. I, I really know it has. Um, and again, I- I'm not – I have a very strong um, distaste for treating something for attributing something to luck where it could be attributed to work. Uh because and let me let me clarify that as well. Because if something good in your life if you attribute it to luck instead of work, are you going to do more luck? No. Um but if you attribute it to work, you're going to do more work. Okay. If, if my job, let me put it this way for example. Um my job, when people find out and I know I I, I don't just look I'm not trying to brag, but when people find out how much I make, they're like, wow, you're lucky to be in that position. You know what? I am lucky. I'm blessed. Um, You know, especially from a religious point, I am very blessed. Okay. Uh, But, you know, let me put it this way. If it's luck, God, or work, um, maybe we just always attribute it to God. Uh, But if you've come to that blessing through work or luck, uh, I would rather I would rather use I would rather use work because that means that I'm going to work more. Uh, I don't know if that holds up. I, I think it does. It sounds good to me, but yeah. When people say, "Wow, you're really lucky to be making that," I'm like, you know, I am. I am lucky, but also I'm going to attribute it to work because uh, I don't ever want to stop. I don't want to be like, yeah, I'm a lucky dude. Uh, I am lucky. Be grateful for what you've got. Uh, understand that you couldn't do it by yourself, and that's the main point. Uh, you can't do it by yourself, but if you're going to attribute it to anything, attribute it to work. Uh, same thing. And actually, actually, I heard this. Uh, this is this is actually got some sound science behind it. Andrew Huberman, uh, he did an episode on this that I've got to go back and listen to, but about kids. 
about if you tell them rather how talented they are um, or how smart they are versus how hard they work to achieve a certain goal, uh, that there's a very large difference in whether they continue to excel. So if little Johnny comes home and takes a test and you tell him, wow, you were, sm- you were so smart, um, you got so lucky to be as smart as you are, they think that it's, an, it's inherent. They think that they don't have to, to work to do the things that they, that they want to do, that they're just smarter. However, if you take the same kid, give them a test, and you tell them, you worked so hard to achieve this goal. What is, what, is the, what is the operative for them to receive that positive reinforcement? It's work. So that's what I'm saying here, guys. Uh, don't chalk it up to either you're lucky or you're not lucky. Uh, don't chop it up to I'm just in this place. You know, my wife just won't take criticism. Uh, chop it up to work. Uh, and, and that's, that's the point of today is, is I think that I've got it like that with DL and not because of luck, but because of the work that her and I have put in. So, um, yeah, that's all I've got for you guys. Uh, tune in on the sun, tune into the Sunday series. I've got a really cool couple of guests lined up. Um, it's going to be some really good conversations over the next couple of weeks. I'm excited to have these guests on. And now that I've got two weeks out on episodes, uh, I'm really going to try to hammer the guests. That means that I've got two weeks to get another guest on. Uh, and then after that, you know, another, if, if I do it within a week, I've got another two weeks and then another two weeks. So uh, I've got a week to get another guest on. I'm really going to try to hammer this out. Uh, and, and I mean that uh, I'm going to try to get somebody scheduled for next week so that I can stay a week ahead. Uh, and then maybe the week after that, I'll double book so that I can get uh, really, really try to get some guests on for you guys. So uh, tune into the Sunday series. Uh, oh, one of you didn't listen. Okay. <laughs> one of you didn't listen. Somebody reviewed me in less than a five-star review. I cannot have this. Okay. Uh, somebody took me down to a 4.6. I've only got nine reviews uh, and I've got a 4.6. And I know, I know it's probably one of my buddies that did it out of spite and, uh, and you're mean. Um, no, uh, if you like the podcast, give it a five-star review. Okay. If you don't like it, DM me and tell me what could be better. Uh, if you don't like it, DM me and tell me what could be better. Don't give me a, th- a three or a four-star review. That's mean. Don't do it. Uh, I can't handle that. I don't have these numbers. Okay. If it's a 10 question test and you miss two of them, that's an 80. All right. If it's a hundred question test and you miss two of them, that's what a 98. All right. Uh, I can't handle these bad reviews. Okay. Uh, one, one, a one star right now would destroy me. Uh, don't go do it. Um, but yeah, somebody, somebody ruined my reviews. So, uh, if you, if you like the podcast, go give it a five star review, go follow me at the underscore purpose podcast. Uh, I'm going to set up a goal to, to get my follower count up to a a certain level. You know, I I've never looked at my numbers. I still don't look at my listening numbers, but, uh, Instagram following, you know, follower account, uh, I can directly influence that with, with, uh, the media that I make, uh, and the people that I talk to. So, uh, I'm going to set up a goal to, to get that to a certain number. And you can always help me by help me with that by going and, and following and sharing it, uh, go share it with your friends and say, Hey, you might like this guy. Um, share it with me, and tell her to follow me. She's not going to understand a bit of it. Okay. Make me on Instagram and just make me, uh, the only person that she follows, I guess. Uh, but yeah, help me out guys. And I appreciate it. Thanks.